Hi everyone, Dave Therrien here. No Hope Radio, the Hope Club podcast. Going through a series entitled Lessons of Grace. Today we have a rather, I guess people would call it a controversial topic. As we talk today about grace and homosexuality. You say, how do those two go together? Well, they will. And we'll see how. I believe, in where I believe that we're living in a time of a great culture shift. Did you say how things are changing culturally? Our way of life is being transformed by new norms and standards. Actually, these norms and standards, they're not that new. They've been around for ages. Let me give you a heads up. And this comes from God. The best way to preserve a nation, a society, a family, even an individual, you know the best way? Adhere to the rule of life. And what is the rule of life? Where do we find it? Well, we find it, obviously, in God's Word, the Holy Bible. God has given us a book to help us to establish life, a healthy, wholesome, safe life. And we have another word for this rule of life, the Holy Bible. And you know what that word is called? It's called the canon of Scripture. That's what it is, God's rule for life. Canon means measuring rod, and it's how we measure life. So think about it. Think about measuring life through God's Word. It's the rule of life, and it ensures the health of those institutions that I just mentioned. Now, the book of Genesis is the book of origins. In it, we have the origin of many things, language, government, and we also have the origin of marriage and the family. When God outfitted the earth for habitation and filled it with life, He did something extraordinary. You know what he did? Well, it's found in the rule of life, Genesis 127. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, we as human beings have been created in the image of God. That means there is a resemblance that we have of God, not physically, but intellectually, perhaps emotionally. We can create. We can appreciate. Okay? So we've been made in God's image. And how did he make us? He made us male, zakar, man, and he made us female. The Hebrew word is nekiba or nekaba, woman. That's a perfect word for her. You know why? Because for me, the word is hard to figure out. It's hard to say. Is it nekaba or nekiba? And just like females, it's kind of hard to figure out too, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Okay. So there is a movement today to mar the image of God. 
That was placed in mankind. That's what I want us to see. See, God made Adam and Eve to what represent him on the earth. And if the image of Adam and Eve is marred, or the image of mankind is marred, because it doesn't reflect God, then God can't be represented upon the earth. And you know what's happening? That movement created the growth of homosexuality or same-sex sexual relationships. It mars the fact that man was created in the image of God. And it's made obvious by the fact that it's no longer a private matter. It's actually even more than condoned being forced on our society. Now, this series is about lessons of grace. So I want to approach this topic as gracefully as possible. It's not meant to condemn, but it's an understanding of the heart of God. That's what I want us to see. God's heart in this matter. And I know there are people in the homosexual community because of feelings. It's about how they feel. But what happens is, no matter what the subject is, if we let feelings direct our lives, we'll always go astray. Feelings have not been given to us by God to make decisions. Feelings have been given to us by God to appreciate life, to express sorrow, grief, happiness, joy, excitement. Feelings are like an outlet, but they're not made to direct our steps. The mind is what directs our steps, and the mind is fed by the Word of God, the canon of Scripture. So therefore, we are made in God's image and in God's likeness, and we're different from all other creatures. So we are to learn of Him, so we can enjoy Him and we can reflect that likeness. Male and female, He created us. That's the complete picture. Now, the next thing that happened was in verse 28. God, after he made them, he blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. To be fruitful, that means be productive. To multiply, that means become many. It takes two genders to do that. Fill the earth, populate it, subdue it, manage it. Okay? You're responsible. You are the stewards of planet Earth. So, God created the woman because all the other animals had a mate except the man. And he realized he was alone. And God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will create a helper suitable for him. Someone that will fulfill him, complete him. So, he created the woman. And that's why God said in Genesis 2, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And that one flesh, it's not just a physical attachment, it's an emotional, it's a soulful attachment as well. So what do we have so far? Number one, God created mankind in his image. Number two, God created them male and female. Number three, they were to procreate and manage the earth. This is God's plan for humanity. Okay? This is what's on the drawing board. Why God made us. 
Now, enter the dragon, the serpent of old, the devil, who deceives the whole world, according to Revelation 12.9. This deception has now escalated to the distortion of God's image in man. God knows this, so he gives warnings for the preservation of our souls. And he gives warnings for the preservation of the image that we are to reflect that belongs to God. Now we know Jesus died for the sins of the world. So in order to benefit from that sacrifice and be redeemed, we must believe in Christ as Savior, repent from the ways of the world, and live in the new creation that God has made us to be. Now, in grace, God gives warnings so we would not be denied heaven. Okay? Let's remember this. Jesus died for all people, and God wants all people to be in heaven. So he gives us warnings because there are things that we can do that will keep us out of heaven. So in grace, he gives us instructions and warnings so we don't miss heaven. Okay? And a lot of these things have to do with lifestyle. And here are some, I call these warnings of grace. Okay? 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Here's what Paul said. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So the unrighteous are those who what? Practice these things that he's going to mention. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, that's those who have sex outside of marriage, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, that's those who cheat on their spouses, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, or covetous, or drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, these are lifestyles that keep people out of heaven. And in grace, God is saying, listen, don't go that way. Don't live that way. It'll keep you out of heaven. See, the law was made for the unrighteous. That's why Paul could say to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.10, he names a few more. He talks about immoral men and homosexuals and kidnappers and liars and perjurers and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching. Okay? So once again, it's not just a head knowledge of Christ. You, know, you can't say a prayer. Well, it's a magical prayer, and so I'm saved. But if if the belief in Christ is real, it's going to alter the lifestyle. And there will be repentance from the ways of the world, from the deception of Satan. Okay? Now, Paul dealt with this in another place, in Rome. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, he wrote a letter to the people in Rome. And he said, For since the creation of the world, speaking of God, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen. Say, why, Paul? Wow, how do we see those things? Being understood through what has been made. In other words, through the creation that God can be found in the creation. So you know what he says after that? Then they're without excuse. 
There's no excuse. Can you be saved without hearing the name of Jesus? I say yes. You know why? God revealed himself in the creation. So you look outside, and what do you see? You see a divine design, a balance of nature, photosynthesis. The water goes up, the water comes down. Condensation, precipitation, right? You see plants taking in carbon dioxide, releasing oxygen. What happened? This is how God sustains the world. He has a perfect scientific plan because God, as a creator, he's also a scientist. He knows how science works. He's the creator of science, just like he's the creator of medicine and good health. And he knows he's created foods to keep us healthy. But what's man done? Well, the love of money is the root to all kinds of evil. So he's tampered with the food, and he's he's poisoned the food for the sake of money, and the nutrition has been robbed from the food. So now we eat, and we get sick, and we get cancer, and we get diabetes, and we have kidney problems. Why? Because man has distorted what God has given. Man has distorted the food. Man has distorted the earth. Man has distorted the marriage. And the genders. Why? Because behind it all is the deception of the serpent. He's the, he's the deceiver of the whole world. Everything in the world is under the deception of Satan. See, that's why God has revealed, revealed himself in the creation and in our hearts. He's put a longing for him in each and every person. You say, well, why doesn't everybody go after God? What have they done with the longing? Some have utilized it and gone after God, and some have suffocated it. They kept it down. They rejected it. They refused it. And it got so there's no desire for God at all. They rejected the revelation of God being in the, in, in the creation, of God being in nature. Our, our educational system under the deception of Satan, has taken God out of the creation and come up with a cockamamie idea of evolution that has no substantiation at all. It cannot be substantiated. It's not even science. It's an opinion. That's all it is. But what happened? It found its way into our schools, lower grades, higher grades, and the higher institutions. And what people are being deceived every day. So here's what happened. Because these people refused to acknowledge God and they refused to see God, therefore, verse 24, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. See, God is saying, listen to me. Listen to me. I know the way of life. And I know the way of health. He said in verse 26 in Romans 1, For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. What were those degrading passions? For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. 
See, homosexuality is not natural. It's anti-natural, unnatural. And in the same way also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Now, here's what God said. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. You know what that means? That homosexuality is its own punishment, is its own consequence. From homosexuality comes sexual disease, comes depression, comes feelings of unfulfillment, unworthiness. It carries with it its own punishment. In verse 28, Paul continues, remember, these are warnings of grace. This is grace. God is saying, don't go that way. You're going to miss heaven. Just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, right? Total rejection of God. God gave them over to a depraved mind. Depraved means to fail the test, to be rejected. And what did that mind do? It caused them to do those things which are not proper, not fit, not becoming. See, all of that is against the ways of God, the ways that God created for a healthy, wholesome life, family, culture. God is the creator, and he knows what works. So this is the culture shift to eliminate God from this life. That's what's behind it, to eliminate God. Recently on the news, there was that group of people called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are a leading-edge order of queer and trans nuns. This is their statement. We believe all people have a right to express their unique joy and beauty. So they acknowledge that they are actually anti-God. And now through that, we have drag queens reading stories to our innocent little children in schools and in libraries. I'm like, where's the parents? Parents, you agree with that? You allow your child to be exposed to that? And not only that, corporate America has gotten on board. Remember, the love of money is the root to all kinds of evil. And personally, I don't shop in these stores anymore. Target had a big gay pride campaign. See, once again, if people want to do things in their own life behind closed doors, more power to them. But when it's forced upon the culture, now there's something wrong. So Target had its own gay pride campaign. And you know, they lost a lot of money. Stop and Shop had its own gay pride campaign in their flyers. Bud Light, that that's the big one, isn't it? Bud Light lost millions of dollars in shares and stocks by putting that transgender on their beer can. Uh, North Face is putting the gay flag on their clothing. Why is everybody getting on board? Why? NBC had a great card, 
had a gay pride campaign. CBS, you know the logo with the eye? They turned that into gay pride colors. Corporate America. The L.A. Dodgers adopted the gay flag, the gay, the gay pride flag, and they had gay pride night, LGBTQ plus night, and of course, PBS, public broadcasting system, which is supposed to be neutral, promoted it as well. See, here's the thing: God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, that's everybody, whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. When you believe in Christ in your, as your Savior and you adapt to the word of God, you have a healthy life, a life that reflects the beauty and the grace of God. And this is God's invitation to all people. It really is. God invites us into a life of beauty and a life of grace and a life of health. And we have to realize Satan has his own agenda. It's to destroy mankind. That's really it. To destroy mankind, to mar the image of God that man was created with. And when we fall into that deception, he's having his way. I'll tell you what, we're going to miss heaven. I don't know about you, I'm not a great mathematician, but it makes sense to me to do everything I can not to miss heaven because heaven is eternal. Life on earth is temporal, but eternity goes on forever and ever and ever. So there are those that say, but you know what? I, I'm I'm homosexual. I am. I'm born that way. I have those those inklings. I, I want to go that way. Well, maybe these are strong feelings that you have. You know what I would say? Then just live in chastity. Deny it. And draw close to God. And let God strengthen you. Just like the person, they have to deny stealing. They have impulses to steal. They have to deny it. People that have impulses to kill, you have to deny it. You have to overcome. The Apostle Paul said, I discipline my body. I bring it under subjection. Probably most people, if not all people, have something that they're battling. And we work hard and fight hard to try to get the victory over that thing. And strength for the battle comes from God's Word and from the indwelling Holy Spirit. And you know where I believe it begins? With desire. If the desire is there, and you act on that desire to live right with God, He will empower you. And you get into His Word, and you let the Word of God be food for your soul. And you find yourself getting strengthened. And you know what else? You start liking being strengthened in that new way. You know, it's a trap. And any trap is bondage. Whatever that trap might be, drug abuse, alcoholism, gambling, 
It's all bondage. Homosexuality, it's all bondage. Jesus came to set us free. And that's what we need to remember. He came to make us free indeed. And what did he say? If you continue in my word, you will be free indeed. God gave us his word as a gift because he knows what it can do. The psalmist said that your word is a is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He can direct his steps according to the word of God. And if that's something you've never done, I give you the challenge today. Take the next 30 days and spend time in the word of God and ask God to show you. Say, God, I know how I feel. I know what I'm doing, but I'm going to give you one month, four weeks, 30 days, and I'm going to be in your word every day. And I'm going to ask you to reveal some things to me that I need to know. And you know what God will do? He will reveal them. So what do I read? Read one of the Gospels. Perhaps read uh, the book of Ephesians. Read the book of James. But I always like to tell people, go meet Jesus in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Meet Jesus in the Gospels and watch him in action. And watch his love and compassion and sensitivity and how he deals with people. He doesn't condemn the sinner. He gives them grace and he lifts them up out of the sin. Let him do that for you. If you struggle with homosexuality, let God deliver you. He'll give you grace and he'll lift you up. And he'll give you a life that truly will be more fulfilling and more rewarding. And you know what? You won't miss heaven. We don't want anyone to miss heaven. So you get right with God and heaven will become your home. I know a topic like this can go against every fiber of your being. But you know what? You've been pushed. You've been pushed into it. Sometimes people are told, you need to do this. You need to try it. This is really who you are. And there's a a programming, a brainwashing, and that's not really you. You have been made in the image and the likeness of God. You have been made to be a beautiful reflection of your Creator. And you can get back to that. And you can enter into the fullness of joy. God's Word is the canon of Scripture, the rule for life. As we learn that book, we learn how to live. And when you learn how to live, you know what? You're going to end well. And that's what we want for everybody, to end well. (laughs) 